Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. When we pray, what is it that we typically pray about? What is it that typically consumes our prayers or receives the bulk of our attention in prayer? typically depends on the season of our life, if we have certain struggles, if we're joyful, if we're sad. Typically, that's what really comes out. Typically, we pray from the place of our experience and our current condition, right? But there's also a general trend that we typically take in our prayers, right? Uh, We'll find ourselves typically praying for the same requests or making the same petitions. And it's important for us to think about the content of our prayer. Because the content of our prayer really molds our entire life. That's why the the fathers say that prayer is a mirror, right? It reveals what's hidden deep within our hearts. And so when Christ teaches his disciples how to pray, he's not just giving them a script to recite. He's giving them a way to live. He's telling them that this is what should consume all of their attention when they're in communication with Him. This should be what flows from the depth of their heart. And of course, we pray for many different things. We pray for our needs. We have requests to make from God. We have physical and spiritual prayers. Things from our own own struggles and maybe for the sake of others as well. We may be praying for our work, our job, our families. We may pray for our physical needs like food, our health, and and those are all good, right? But at the very core of the Lord's Prayer that He gives His disciples is a spiritual offering to God, right? And if you notice that this prayer does not have one materialistic request. The entire prayer is spiritual. First, our Father in heaven, we consider Him our Father. Hallowed be Your name, we glorify God. Your kingdom come. We're praying for eternal life, for His kingdom. Your will be done, right? For Your will to take effect in our life. Not what we want, but what You want, what You desire. We're praying for Your desires. Not a single earthly prayer. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And even when we say, give us day by day our daily bread, what are we really praying for? It's not physical food. Because right after he says, doesn't God take care of all of the birds and the fields? He knows that you need all of these things and he'll provide for your needs. Right? He knows that you need food and clothing. So don't bother praying for these things. And that's why even in this prayer, give us day by day our daily bread, the actual translation in, in the Greek is the, the word for the super substantial bread. It's not just ordinary bread. Right? So what we're praying for is give us day by day 
this heavenly bread. What is the heavenly bread? It's the Eucharist, what we have on the altar. It's His divine word. Give us, day by day, words from your mouth so that we can live by your word, so that your word, your Eucharist, your spirit is what feeds us. That's what we're praying for. Forgive us our sins, as we also forgive everyone who's indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation. We're praying for forgiveness, for, for God to protect us when we fall into temptations, and to deliver us from evil. Not a single prayer in this paradigm is materialistic. Right? And so this functions as a framework for our prayers. Right? So that the entirety of our prayer life fits in this. There should not be a prayer in my life that steps outside of the boundaries that the Lord's prayer sets for us. Because he said, when you pray, pray in this way. Here's the standard. And, and I wouldn't dare to pray outside of the standard that he gave me. Right? St. Cyprian of Carthage says, What prayer can be more spiritual than that which was given to us by Christ, by whom the Holy Spirit was sent to us? There's not a more spiritual prayer than this. And he goes on to say how absurd it would be to pray in any other way. If he said pray in this way, then we got to pray in this way. And so this prayer presumes a level of faith and humility. Right? Because we're depending on God, we're relying on Him to provide for all of our needs, right? And it presumes a level of humility because it's not self-centered, right? It's not about satisfying my desires, right? It's not about satisfying the flesh, right? I step outside of all of those selfish desires and I pray for His will, I pray for His kingdom, I pray for eternal life, I pray for forgiveness, for salvation. I pray for his heavenly bread, right? None of that is to satisfy my own selfish needs, right? But again, it presumes faith because to make these prayers, I know that he's going to take care of the other stuff. And he goes to say like, who of you, if you have a child and he asks you for bread, will give him a stone? Or who of you, if, if you have a child and asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Who of you, if you, if you have a child and you ask him for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Right? God is going to give you more than anyone here on earth. Right? So, ask for the heavenly gifts. Ask for what transcends all of these earthly and materialistic needs. One of my favorite saints in the church is St. James the Persian. St. James the Persian suffered in ways no one can even imagine. When he was persecuted and tortured, they captured him and threw him in prison. They would take him and they would cut a part of his limb off and throw him back in prison. Right? And if you look at his icon, he is not like totally whole, like his whole body is not intact. He has like pieces from his body. And so that's what they would do. They would, they would take him and cut like a part of his hand and throw him back in prison. And after they would do that, he would stand in front of God and say, Lord, forgive me that I don't have hands to lift up to you in prayer. 
I wish I could lift up my hands to you in prayer. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm not lifting up my hands to you. And then the next day they would take him and torture him and they would cut off his feet. They'd throw him back in prison. He couldn't even stand. And he would kneel on the ground and tell the Lord, forgive me that I cannot stand before your holy glory. I'm ashamed that I'm not standing in your presence. And so prayer after prayer, it's about humility. It's about asking for forgiveness. It's about seeking eternal life. It's not praying for healing, even though that would be totally fine. What's wrong with praying for healing? He's not praying for comfort, even though that's fine too. He's not praying for security or safety, even though that's fine too. But what is he praying for? For God to overlook his weaknesses, his frailties. He's praying for eternal life. He's praying for God to still accept him despite what's lacking in his life. How beautiful is that? Are my prayers like the prayers of St. James the Persian? Hopefully they are. But if not, we can use that example to follow. St. Isaac the Syrian says, Don't ask of God a thing which He Himself, without our asking, has already taken forethought to give to us. Don't ask for a single thing that God is already planning to give you. He already considered it and He's planning to give it to you. Don't ask for it. A son doesn't ask bread of his father, but seeks the great and lofty things of his father's house. Notice what He commanded to those who are perfect in knowledge and healthy in soul. Take no thought concerning food or garments, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And this is what He commanded us to do. Don't ask for the stuff that I will provide for you. Ask for the kingdom. Ask for the Spirit. Ask for my will to be done in your life. thought this last week, I saw this in such a beautiful way, this, this concept of humility and faith in prayer, right? And in truly seeking God above all things. As we were in this service trip throughout these last few days, one of the most beautiful services that we went to a homeless encampment. And it's obviously a, a dump, you know, it's a bunch of garbage and trash. We go to try to clean up the trash and we try to go and visit the people there, try to give them some food. They have nothing. These people are the poorest of the poor, right? And so I remember one of the guys that we went to visit, his name's Travis. And uh, I had one of the young girls with me. And we walk over and it gets hot. And, you know, there's a lot of trash around. And this guy comes out and he doesn't even have a shirt on he's got tattoos everywhere like he looks like this big tough bulky guy so i, I tell the girls like, like stay by a little bit because like i don't know what this is <laughs> what, how this is gonna go right so anyways we go up there and we introduce ourselves hi I'm father joseph and the young girl introduces herself as well and then we start to talk to him about what what, what what he does and, and, you know, his family, and we get to know him a little bit. And he tells us about his life, how, you know, he grew up here, he didn't have anything. 
kind of tough circumstances and he ended up where he is now. Uh, his wife is out working somewhere and he's been trying to find work but he got laid off because one of his managers um, lost a family member so the whole construction company like shut down and you know as he's talking to us you know we gave him his, his little plate of food to eat and he like he stopped mid-sentence and just started devouring this food because he was so hungry like he couldn't even like wait a second to finish talking and he's like talking and eating and talking and eating right and then he starts to talk to us about the, the two little dogs that he has with him to kind of keep him company right and he's telling us about how he's, he's concerned about feeding them too. <laughs> Anyways, to make a long story short, I was like, what, what can we pray for? Like, is there anything we can pray for you about? Like, anything that you need? And this just floored me. Like, this guy doesn't even have a roof over his head, doesn't even have a shirt on, doesn't have work, has nothing. And you know what he said? That God may give me wisdom and guidance. I'm like, wisdom, eh? <laughs> guidance? Maybe some food? Maybe some shelter? Maybe some work? I mean, those are all good things. You wouldn't be selfish if you asked for those things. But he asked for wisdom. He asked for virtue. I was just, I was trying to keep it together. We walk back and we like, connect with the other youth that we're serving as well. And it's like every single story is the exact same story. They go and they talk to these people and you know what they need, you know what they ask for. One person like offers the, the servants something to drink whenever we're going to give them food and like literally has nothing there. I'll, I'll go buy you a drink. Like, buy what? Like you have nothing to buy anything. <laughs> And one of the ladies that was in, in the homeless encampment, when, when, when the servants asked her for whatever we can pray for, she says, you know what? I would, I would really love to pray for all of my neighbors here. First thing on her mind. Like, I just want to pray for everyone. Like, you know, I, I have everything that I need. But I know a lot of people are struggling. What do you mean you have everything that you need? Like... If my phone is on like 10%, I think my life's about to end. Like I need a charger right now. <laughs> like, and I need this, I need that, I need my coffee, I need Starbucks, I need some AC. Like, like these guys are sweating, no shirt, no roof. Like, and, and they're concerned about their neighbors. And so when, when they're about to pray, what is it that consumes their prayers? God's will, the heavenly kingdom, love for others. This is the paradigm that we have in the Lord's Prayer. That God tells us to pray for heavenly things. Why? Because when we pray for heavenly things, we live for heavenly things. Right? That's what consumes our mind and our heart. Right? This prayer is not just so that we can recite a few words. But so that this prayer, when it becomes constantly uttered by our lips, it's constantly engraved in our hearts. And that's why there's no better prayer. You can live by the Lord's prayer and the Lord's prayer alone. 
Right? Of course, we pray our own personal prayers, but in the context of the Lord's Prayer, may God give us that faith to truly live a life of prayer, but to pray in, in the way that these saints prayed. These saints that know nothing about the Orthodox Church, have never read St. Isaac the Syrian, have never read St. John Climacus, have never read any of these ascetic fathers and all of these books on prayer, but they lived it in humility. They lived it in poverty. They were truly poor in spirit. And that's what prayer is all about. May God give us the spirit of prayer and his name do all glory forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.